Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role joy plays in our own journey. Hello and welcome to episode 110. This is Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. I hope that you guys all had a great Thanksgiving holiday and that this week has been a good one for you. This week's episode is a solo cast where I'm sharing all about working through risk and vulnerability to follow possibility and find your joy. I share my three steps on how to consider joy and find out what it wants from us And I also share a bit about the joy that I found on the New Kids on the Block cruise, a journey that started here on this podcast in the conversation that you heard last week with Danny Wood, which was episode 109, and it found me on a cruise to Cozumel, Mexico with my sister, all in the name of saying yes to possibility. Before we get to the episode, I want to give you a very warm welcome. I am so glad that you are here. If you want to find out more about this episode or the show, I publish show notes and you can find them on my website at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash 110, so 110. And since we are just past Giving Tuesday after Thanksgiving, I want to encourage you guys to give to your favorite charity. If you haven't found one that resonates, I highly recommend Remember Betty, which is Danny Wood's foundation, and it provides financial support to breast cancer patients and survivors. You can find them by going to rememberbetty.com, which I will also have a link on the show notes. So let's do a little housekeeping and some announcements before we get to the meat of this show. First, Jumpstart Your Joy is now on Spotify. I'm super excited to be included. You can find the show by searching for it. And of course, this is really cool because Spotify has a relationship with Amazon and Alexa. You can now listen to any podcast or music on Spotify using Alexa in your own home. If you are starting your own podcast, you can find a free course about the fundamentals of podcasting on my website, so that's jumpstartyourjoy.com. And if you're about to go live, I do highly recommend Libsyn, which is Liberated Syndication, to host your show. They are super solid, their customer service is top-notch, and I have been so pleased with them for the past two-plus years. You can also take advantage of the relationship that I have with them as an affiliate and get up to almost two months of free hosting by using the code JOY, so J-O-Y, when you sign up. So make sure you check them out at Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. I also want to give a huge shout out to my friend and Jumpstart Your Podcast graduate, Donia Bumgarner, on her show, Nurturing Habit. She is exploring habits that nurture our lives and souls, and in her first season, she is taking a look at grief. She is a breast cancer survivor, and it is a really deep and meaningful conversation that she is starting. Um, You can find her show on iTunes, and of course, there is a link in the show notes. So this week is all about saying yes to joy and to possibility. 
I know that this is not a new term at all, but I really love the idea of being a possibilitarian. I know the first time I ever heard that was from Layla Palmer on The Lettered Cottage, and it just means that you're open to all sorts of new things and new ideas. And it's so often with the case with this, the possibilities of new things are exciting, but it often feels like the action of getting to doing the thing is terrifying. So this episode is about that question. If you're a possibilitarian and if you like to dream big, how do you get to those how do you get to those joyful how do you get to those joyful dreams? The answer that comes to me is that it's really just a couple words, but the actual following of these words is so hard. And the thing that you really have to do if you want to reach your, your dreams and be joyful is that you have to get vulnerable and you have to take risks. And that's really the messy part, right? It's that messy middle where most people hesitate really tackling because it's hard and it doesn't feel great (laughs) to be vulnerable or take risks. So this episode is in three parts, more or less. And along the way, I'm going to share a little bit about my experience on the NKOTB, which is the New Kids on the Block cruise, because, you know, it helps to have some fun examples of following joy as we go along. So the first thing that we'll look at is what is holding you back? And number two is what does joy and possibility ask of us? And the third part is how do we get back to that place of joy and possibility? So one, what is holding you back? And here's what I know about this. Possibility is so much fun. It's it's the fun part. It's energizing to think about like all of the what ifs and the brainstorming. I remember being a little kid and my family would talk every Halloween, it seemed like, about how we could make these amazing haunted houses in our front yard. And we'd get into all these fun details and think up all these magical ideas. But the thing was, we never made the haunted house. (laughs) And I'm okay with this because actually I get scared pretty easily. But the thing was that my family, we really reveled in these ideas. And before we go further on this, uh, about the question of what might be holding us back, I also want to point out an honor that, especially in true multi-passionate form, that, you know, it's okay when something is simply a brainstorm. Those discussions, our discussions, those family discussions about putting cold spaghetti in a bowl and letting people feel it and guess what it was well that was fun (laughs) you know my family we bonded and we laughed and we talked about other gross things and we had fun just being creative together so that brainstorm in and of itself was totally beautiful and fun and a fond memory for what it was sometimes it's the fun of generating the ideas that is the end result of considering possibilities And you can just let those things be what they are. Not every brainstorm has to lead to a project, and that is okay. But let's say that there's that thing that just keeps coming back to you. Maybe it's an idea for a podcast, or if you already have a podcast, maybe it's a guest that you want to pitch or something you want to talk about, but you just keep putting it off. And it could be any creative endeavor. You know, you want to start a blog, you want to start painting, you want to learn to play the ukulele. So the thing itself is scary. And if it's something that involves another person and like pitching them to be on your show, I mean, the person could say no. Maybe you worry you'll look or sound silly or stupid 
or you're going to have a lot of excuses as to why putting the thing off is a good idea. My very personal favorite that seems to be the old crutch for me is who am I to dot, 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 fill in the blank. So this thing that's holding me back, holding you back, it's fear. It's the fear of being vulnerable and it's the fear of being seen for your real self. And it's also the fear of being rejected if you do put yourself out there. It might be the fear of being different or the fear of just falling on your face. And here's what I want you to hear right now. The fear, that fear is bigger than the reality of what is at stake and you're giving fear the power to hold you back. I'm going to say it again. The fear is bigger than the reality of what is at stake and you're giving fear the power to hold you back. When you don't take action and you just sit there and think, who am I to? My old favorite. So the worst that could happen in nearly every circumstance um, is that by taking a first step toward your dream or whatever this thing is, this joy that you've been dreaming up, this thing that you know is possible, is that you may fail, right? You might fail, you might fall on your face, and you're going to have to get back up. In Rising Strong... This is such a favorite book of mine by Brene Brown, and I will link to this in the show notes. She calls this kind of failure when we're doing something vulnerable, being face down in the arena. And if you haven't read the book, it is just simply amazing. Um, All of her work is great, but I really do think Rising Strong is my favorite. Um, And here's what she says about vulnerability in that book. I want to be in the arena. I want to be brave with my life. And when we make the choice to dare greatly, we sign up to get our asses kicked. We can choose courage or we can choose comfort, but we can't have both. Not at the same time. Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is not a weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. So soak that in for just a second. The part that like, really stands out for me is that we can choose courage or we can choose comfort, but we can't have both. And that she states that vulnerability is not a weakness, it's our greatest measure of courage. So think about that thing that is stuck in your own mind and that you have yet to take action on. And what changes for you if you see facing your vulnerability as an act of courage? Being vulnerable is hard, And doing something for the first time is intimidating. One of the things along these same lines that I love to tell my podcasting class is that one way to frame this is there is, is that the first time you do something only happens once. And I know this seems incredibly obvious, but I think we get so wrapped up in our fear of the thing that it's so intimidating. And so something like the first time you do an interview, well, you're never going to have to do an interview for the first time again. You know, if it's horrible or awful or embarrassing, it's only for a short time. Like, it's it's that one window. And I most of the time, people psych themselves up, and the thing is never even half as bad as they are worried that it's going to be. By doing the thing just once, you discover and you realize and you prove to yourself that this thing is not going to be as bad as you thought it might. But you don't know that. And you don't prove that to yourself until you've done whatever it is for the first time. So it's the act of courage. It's that measure of courage to be vulnerable and just look it in the eye and say, I'm going to do this thing anyway. 
The other thing about taking a risk and being vulnerable is that even when you fail, you learn. I happen to see a lot of kids' movies, and there's this really great line in the Shakira song, Try Everything, which shows up in Zootopia, and it says, nobody learns without getting it wrong. And I love this. Like, I think we probably intuitively know this, but there's this huge amount of growth that happens from getting something wrong. Um... And if you prefer a bit more of an academic take on this, Barbara Sher talks about this in her own work as well. She's one of the formative people that talks a lot about multi-passionates. Um, and she talks about how that we really only start to learn more about what we want to do by figuring out what we don't want in our lives. So if something is a failure or something turns out to be something we don't like, that's actually great information because one, we can learn from it. And two, it also helps form what we know we actually don't want so that we can go towards what we do want. So that's where risk and vulnerability come in. The risk to take the chance that we may not either get what we want out of a situation or that it may not be exactly what we want. And the risk and the vulnerability that comes with it. We've got to step into the the arena with both of them in order to go after joy and our big dreams. So what do joy and possibility ask of us? I've talked a bit about joy as a muse, and you can see last month's solo cast about some of that. And joy really is a muse. It's one of the things that I call a wayfinding emotion. It's been said that it is the highest of the vibrational energies that most humans achieve. It sits just below peace and ultimately enlightenment. And it's above love and just below that reason. So the way I see it is that joy is asking each of us to choose it. And when we choose it, it is a lofty goal. You're, way, you're aiming like higher than love and that's a task. I mean, that's, that's a big ambitious goal. I think that possibility and those things that dance with your heart and call to you are the things that are actually calling you to your joy. You know what they are for you. You light up. You probably get excited when you think about them. When you daydream about the possibilities of what could be, maybe you always tend to go into a certain direction. And that's the thing that's leading you towards joy, and it's asking you to choose it. Um, and the things that delight you are going to be different than the things that delight other people. The truth, too, is that following joy is not a naive choice. It's often the hardest choice we make. To decide in the moment when everything feels heavy or awful, to decide right then that we desire something more than that moment. Um, and that very moment is what inspired me to start this podcast. I felt it after the very difficult birth of my, my son. I was not willing to accept feeling depressed or overwhelmed after being diagnosed with PTSD. And there was this tiny bit that woke up inside of me and I knew I wanted more. I wanted to be a mother to my son and to be present and loving and filled with joy. And so I chose that. And it wasn't easy. It never was easy. And it was so vulnerable because it meant finding help. And it, it meant that I had to admit that I was kind of freaked out. And it meant that I was sitting with difficult emotions and flashbacks. But still like out there was this possibility of connection and joy. And that is exactly what I clung to. And so it, it wasn't an easy choice, and it's probably not going to be an easy choice for you. In the moment, sometimes it feels easy, 
but it can also be that you're face down in the arena and you're choosing joy. I love what um, Danielle Laporte says about this kind of piece of joy. And she said this on Andrea Scherer's podcast when Andrea interviewed her. And she says, joy is what happens when you face your soul. When you look at your essence, your true heart, when you look at your original soul and be that, that's where joy comes from. That's where joy comes from. And that equips you to dance and cry, to pick up the phone, to march, to speak, to talk to elected officials every day. And she was kind of talking about joy and how it relates to like social activism. But I love the part about it being that joy is what happens when you face your soul. And it was interesting kind of in thinking on that is um, when Paul Selig was on this show, he's a spiritual medium and he was in episode 90. I asked him about what does joy actually mean? And at that time, he, he actually channeled his spirit guides and they said joy is a ramification of being. The true self who knows what he is is always present. Joy is a state of expression. It is not something to be as to be aspired to. It is to be... If it is to be aspired to, it will remain elusive. Joy is a constant state of consciousness. Joy is ecstasy, an ecstatic expression of an awareness of all things in light. And so, and so that's, that's what joy and possibility ask of us. They ask us to face our soul. They are inviting us back to that original state that we have. And they are asking us to be that, that closest thing to ecstasy and an awareness of all things in light. They are asking us to return to source. And so how do we get to a place of joy and possibility? It's with courage. And it's with deciding that there is something more important than fear. For me, at the time that I was fighting to get beyond my son's birth, I clung to a Meg Cabot quote, which is from The Princess Diaries, and it says... Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something is more important than fear. And for me, the joy and connection and being present and being there and the ability to be happy, that was all more important than the fear that I felt, even in the moment and then later as I was looking to get help. And many times we get to a place of joy and possibility by living past old stories as well. Um, I know that I'd said I would talk about the NKOTB cruise in this episode, so let's get to that. Um, And I want to talk about stories as well and how they hold us back. So for context, let's go back to high school. (laughs) My favorite music back in the 80s was Britpop and alternative music. OMD is my very favorite band still to this day, and I really loved them. You know, Pretty in Pink came out when I was literally a freshman in high school, And so that's kind of the stage with which my high school career was started. And so about my junior year, new kids on the block hit the scene. My sister, she was immediately smitten. And some of my friends really liked the band. And if I'm honest now, I liked him too. And John was my favorite. But then enter stage right is a boy named Brad Smith. I'm going to change his last name here to protect the innocent. And I was pretty enchanted with Brad. And he he very much loved music, like the Beatles and Morrissey and the Smiths. He also had a great haircut and a 1965 Mustang. And so he was like a cool version of Ducky in Pretty in Pink. And he very much did not like the new kids on the block. And he told me that he told me as much and that they were not cool. So... 
Let's just stop right there and take in this scene. I did go to a new kids concert with my sister and some friends in like 1989. But for years, I let Brad's opinion of the band influence my own thinking. It was just simply that like that he planted that little bitty seed that they weren't cool. And so I just kind of shut down that side of like I just kind of stopped following them. You know, I clung to the things that, you know, I really, that I liked a lot, like OMD and some of the other music that I really appreciated. And I didn't let myself delve into the world of NKOTB. And so I bring this up, um, one, because it really is a capital S story. It's a coaching term and it's, it references something that's not necessarily true, but that we allow to influence our own behavior. And so that, that in fact did. There's a story, New Kids on the Block isn't cool, told by a boy that I admired. And so then I let that influence my behavior. I did not let myself enjoy or have joy around them. I also bring this up because I think that each of us likely has one of these things in our own past. A key moment when an influential figure told us that something we liked was not like was not worth being interested in or they made fun of us liking it and so we let go of it at that moment when somebody tells us something that maybe we are interested in is not cool it gets labeled as one thing and then I bet you like me set it aside and you moved on you moved away from your equivalent of new kids on the block and that is exactly what happened to me I didn't ever like consciously acknowledge any of this, but of course I can see how it impacted my behavior. And so fast forward, what, like 20 years and and I was delighted to see that one of their members, Danny Wood, had started this foundation in honor of his mother who passed away from breast cancer in 1999 and just on a whim figured I would pitch Danny to be on the show because, I mean... I'd listen to his music, Hold On, it's a beautiful song. It's in episode 109 if you want to go back and listen to that. And just, there was such a deep ache in the music. Just really a beautiful soul. You could see it there. This is somebody that's writing his own music and and singing about something with such passion that it was somebody I just really wanted to talk to. And so I pitched Danny and the director of his foundation, Abby, got back to me and said yes. And... From there, I mean, it was just an amazing conversation. Danny is a very deep and sensitive person, and I really loved hearing his story about how he very much appreciates his fans. And after that experience of having had him on the show and and seeing who he was, I then went to see him at his solo wood performance. He had a solo show, and then, of course, they toured in this last summer to that, and then that, eventually, my sister and I went on the cruise. So the cruise was really unlike any vacation I have ever been on. For starters, my sister and I got to go together. Since we both had kids about seven years ago, we have not had a lot of alone time just to hang out. So the real treat was getting away and like taking a break and just indulging. Because the entire four days of this cruise was really just joy filled. I mean, it was just chock full of joy and it was truly amazing. I loved the creativity of getting to put together four days worth of themed outfits. And on Superhero Night, I went as Super Solo Wood, so like a superhero version of Danny Wood, and got called up on stage to dance with Danny, Jordan, Joe, which was really nothing less than surreal. 
You can see pictures. They will be on the website, jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 110. The other thing that really stood out for me about how do we get to this place of joy is that there was a genuine joy that was just throughout everything on that ship. I mean, the parties were a lot of fun and the guys were out there dancing each night, like hours with all the fans. And one night, Donnie Wahlberg said something along the lines of, we do this, meaning the new kids do this. We pack four days full of fun and love so you can go back and do what it is that you do all year long. It's like a supercharged pill of joy that you can look back on and take with you. And that, my friends, Donnie Wahlberg has stated that this he's given us the answer of how do you get to a place of joy and possibility. You get there by living it. We choose to follow joy and we choose to reach out and say yes to possibility. And by doing that, we live it and we are rewarded. Like Maya Angelou says, life loves the liver of it. You must live and life will be good to you. And so it's really that saying yes and then going and just immersing yourself. And that is how you get to joy is just by being there. The other realization hit me in speaking to my friend Christy Tending, and she's been on the show a couple times. I'll link to some of those episodes. We went to lunch after I got back from this cruise and I told her how much fun the cruise was and how much it filled me up with joy. And she pointed out that we, meaning just people in general, shouldn't question what those things are that recharge us. While one person might find a rejuvenating quality to chanting mantras in their basement, another person might find that a cruise with a boy band is like what brings them joy and what charges their batteries. And one is really not better than the other. Both are totally important. Both feed the soul. Both lead to joy. And it really just depends on who you are as to what it is that brings you to joy. And so what are the big lessons from this episode and what did I learn? One, fear often shows up and it's holding each of us back. To get through the fear to what we really want, we're going to have to take risks. And in that, we'll be, we'll be in a place where we feel vulnerable. Two, vulnerability is overcome through courage. When you recognize that you want something more than the uncomfortable fear that you feel, you push forward and that's courage. Number three, it's easy to hold on to offhanded negative comments well past the time that they were originally stated. And those things, if we keep believing them, can become the stories, the capitalist stories, that change the shape of our lives and our choices. And it's very much worth looking at stories because they could be keeping you from your joy. Number four, don't judge what feels nourishing or fulfilling to you. You might like a boy band. You might like going to tea with your friends. You might like the beach or maybe you love total silence. And joy can be any of those things. And it just depends on who you are. And then fifth is joy is a choice. And we must keep choosing joy because it is ecstasy. It's connection to source and it is a mirror of our soul. So there you go. A look at joy and possibility and braving the wilds of risk and vulnerability to get to your dreams. 
I hope that you'll reach out and join my Facebook group if you want to talk a little bit more about this, which is also called Jumpstart Your Joy on Facebook.com. Or you can reach out to me directly at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. I love to hear from listeners and I would love to hear what you guys take away from this show and where had, where joy has taken you. Next week, I've got an interview with singer and songwriter Morgan Bolender lined up for you guys. Morgan is known for her song, Mary Oliver, which has gone viral on YouTube. She started her career as a third grade special education teacher and then started on a journey to quite literally find her voice and listen to her heart. I know you're going to love her story, her heart, and hearing about her journey to joy. (laughs) I hope that you'll come back next week. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.